Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're going to talk about the political interpretation of this strike and lots of analysis here that this is just uh, not a so-called normal strike. It's been a little quiet when it comes to public opinion may not be so because over the next 24 hours, they're going to have to call attention to themselves. That's what these strikes do. Lori Tornbill is with us, director of the School of Public Administration and an associate professor of political science at Dalhousie University. Lori, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us live today. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Laurie, when you look at this, what are you thinking? You know, lots of precedents being set here, modern, the way we work. And also, you know, there's always political fallout from this. But we're in, we were in a liberal NDP arrangement. We've got a marriage that yeah. could break up. We've got a lot of stuff going on here. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think it's it's a really interesting time uh, because, as you say, these are big issues, right? Like, is typically going to be wage issues for any uh, collective bargaining process. It's almost always an issue. But in this one, I think the remote work is even more complicated because that is really changing the nature of how we work. And uh, on the government side, they're saying this is a management decision. On the union side, they're saying, listen, we've been doing this and, um, you know, we want to be able to negotiate around that and bargain around that. So we want it in the collective agreement. That's far apart. Like in terms of who owns the issue and who decides, it strikes me that the two sides are far apart. However, this is like day 11. So I'm sure there's, you know, a lot of keenness on both sides to shut this down and get, you know, get everybody back to work. But when it's over, usually when it's back to work, people just swallow. And then later on, we'll take a look at what the deal is. Ah, but this thing, you know, uh, do we have a right to work from home? A lot of fundamentals here. Also, Lori, economists warning this week saying, okay, this deal is being done in the, in the presence of high inflation, but it's started to cool already. Will it be out of step with reality when we yeah. get a number here? I, I know, I know what you're saying. And also other people are going to be looking at this thinking, hold on, you know, my salary is not going up, even though there's inflation. And, and why w- would it be different for, for this union? And so it's hard. And the federal government is also going to be looking at negotiations with other unions. And so whatever they, um, whatever happens with this one, th- there could be a sense of a carryover to other, other ones or an expectation that the same sorts of conditions would be applied. And so I think the federal government is playing the long game as much as it is dealing with um, the concerns of this particular union right now. And it's, it's difficult politically because, you know, on one hand, the prime minister is going to want to look responsive to the concerns of the union. And they're going to, he's going to want to you know, show that he's taking that seriously. On the other hand, um, this is the beginning of, I think, again, like a, a series of negotiations with other unions. And he's going to have to potentially deal with, with um, you know, some pressure from people who say, look, my conditions aren't getting any better. The federal government just put down a budget that doesn't, frankly, have a lot in terms of helping people with their day-to-day costs. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's a tough time. 
It is, because whose paycheck is important here? Also very strange, because we have the conservatives reaching out. This is no small thing in politics. Conservatives have been reaching out, wanting to brand themselves a little bit more, going for the unions. These are federal workers. They've been very critical of the prime minister. You've added too many bodies here. On the other hand, they've been just pointing the finger directly at the prime minister and not at those workers. So we've got some strange bedfellows here as we look at the politics, Lori. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. And I think there's lots of conservative parties uh, around the world, actually, who are changing their approach and they're more uh, directly targeting and and trying to appeal to, um, you know, people who may have traditionally supported parties like the NDP. We saw that in the Ontario election last year Mm -hmm. that a lot of unionized people moved behind Doug Ford, not necessarily Mm -hmm. public unions, but private unions. And so there's a sense of a political opportunity there. I think the ground is shifting under the parties where the traditional um, you know, mode of support, the traditional constituencies are not necessarily holding and the parties are shifting around to try to build different kinds of support. And Pierre Polyev is hit to that, right? Like he's, you know, he's trying to mm-hmm. appeal to, a pe- to people in a sort of direct way using his YouTube videos and trying to kind of market himself as someone who understands the plight of people. And so we're seeing some of that as well as the parties are figuring out where they stand on the issue. And it does. And this does not happen without risk, does it, Laurie? Because I, he has to look and talk about government spending here. Is that going to, mm-hmm. is he just going to push that aside? And then also we have Jagmeet Singh, who also has a lot. What is his line on the sand here on this deal? I can't yeah. imagine. He, he doesn't want to go to the polls. Pierre Polyev may want to go to the polls much more um, rapidly than, than Jagmeet Singh does. It's interesting. And I mean, I think it's it's a bit of a toss up because there's been really interesting commentary this week about what happens if Pierre Polyev goes to election and gets a plurality, not a majority, because who is going to support him? So I've always wondered whether this deal between the liberals and the NDP is really about trying to set up a, a kind of the terms of a, of a two party, not necessarily a coalition, but there's a partnership there that, um, you know, potentially gives, gives a counter in the event that Pierre Polyev wins a plurality, but not a majority. If nobody will support him, he can't govern, if that's the case. And so I wonder if the Liberals and the NDP were always kind of anticipating that, and they've put down this confidence and supply agreement that allows the Liberal government to continue with NDP support and could continue in the event that, that the Conservatives form a plurality, but not a majority. But I mean, it's very, in, yeah, are, very interesting you say that because you're not alone. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just I'm wondering how this is all going to play out. I mean, it's going to be also very difficult for the country, I think, because the last time we had a conversation about all of that mm-hmm. really was in 2008 when Prime Minister Harper mm-hmm. um, was in a circumstance where it looked like he was going to lose the confidence of the House. The NDP and the liberals at the time were saying, hey, we're going to form a coalition. And he was saying, hold on. Nobody voted for that. Nobody voted for that. You want to do that? You go to the polls and you ask people to do that. But it was totally constitutionally legitimate. But his message around nobody voted for a liberal NDP coalition totally got through to people. And so even then, though, there was more civility. There was more of an understanding across the board that, you know what, like, we'll we'll accept the results of an election. Now I'm not so sure. So we could be heading for a really difficult time. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. 
Have a great weekend.